Welcome to Murder and Mimosas. Just a quick disclaimer before we get started. Our show is Murder and Mimosas. It's a true crime podcast. This means that we do discuss crimes, including but not limited to disappearances, murder, and sexual assaults. All our episodes are told with the respect of the victims and the victims' families in mind. We strive to ensure that we provide factual information, but some information is more verifiable than others. With that, grab your mimosas and let's dive in. Welcome back. I'm Shannon. And I'm Danica. We're going to tell you the story of Dahlia DiPolito. So grab your mimosas and settle in. So Dahlia, so she was first known as Mohammed was born to an Egyptian father and Peruvian mother in October 18th of 1982. Her family moved to Florida when she was 13. Dahlia would go to graduate in 2000 and later get her real estate license. Although she did become a real estate agent by day, she was a sex worker by dawn to, you know, you know, help her income. Her job as a sex worker is where she would meet her future husband, Mike DiPolito. Mike was a married man, as well as as an ex-con, where he had served time in prison and was on probation for stock fraud when the two met. Wow, he sounds like a keeper for sure. No joke. So, Mike hired Dahlia for sex, and the two continued seeing each other. In what some would describe as a whirlwind romance, I assume it's pretty much like Pretty Women or Pretty Woman, but I don't know. I don't know if people that listen to this know what Pretty Woman is. <laughs> I don't know how old they are. Okay, so that was a good movie in my time. But that's what I imagined it as. But it was the same type of thing. She's a sex worker. Man came in, flipped her off her feet. <laughs> yeah. So Mike filed for a divorce from his wife, and after. Five days, uh, the two married in February of 2009. So on August 5th, 2009, Dahlia is at the gym and called by the Boynton Peach or the Boynton Beach Police, sorry, Sergeant Frank Ramsey to come home. Dahlia races home to see police cars are everywhere. The show cops are outside as well. She has informed her husband of only six months has been murdered, and Dahlia begins to cry. She's asked to come to the police station so they can get some information. They ask her if there is anyone who would want to kill her husband. She lets them know that her husband is on probation and was ordered to pay $191,000 in restoration and is involved or was involved in organized crime before. The officer doesn't let her get much further into her statement before he informs her that she is under arrest for solicitation of murder. So it sounds like the honeymoon is over, I guess. I'm assuming. So I know this is crazy. So let's take a look into the life and relationship of the Diplados. Although they are newlyweds, Dahlia gets in touch with an ex-boyfriend, Mohammed. Shahade and begins having an affair with him in March of 2009. She asked him if he could help her with hire a hitman because she wants to get rid of Mike. 
Whoa, whoa, wait. You said in March? Didn't they get married a month ago? Yeah, but, you know, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it, it just doesn't. Sounds like their newlywed bliss didn't last long. No joke. So the Hobbit suggests she plants drugs on him and tries to get him arrested and sent back to prison rather than have him killed. Never in my once, like in my life, did I think that I'd be like, yeah, that sounds like a way better plan. But like, honestly, Mohammed maybe has a better plan here. No joke. I mean, I would have suggested divorce, but if you, if we have to I stick mean, to murder, this seems like a good medium ground, you know? You don't even have to get divorced at this time. Yeah. I mean, you can get... In a moment. Yes. I mean, it's so, so close into your relationship. Just get a moment. So she's also having an affair with an ex-boyfriend named Mike Stanley, who she is also asking for his assistance in getting rid of her husband. I'm saying she's a busy woman. She is. She gets around. I mean, you know, she got married and doesn't have to do the sex working, but I guess she's giving out for free now. I'm not, I'm not sure. So through text messages, it is shown that she also recruited him to help her steal money from Mike. She had him pose as an attorney to convince Mike he had completed his probation as well as to spoof a call and pretend to be a paralegal and tell Mike to meet him at the or at his or meet his attorney at the courthouse. Wait, what was the purpose of that? I'm not positive, but I would assume she wanted Mike to think that he was no longer on on probation and then to call and report him once he had been violated. I don't know. My source material didn't say much, but that's all I could come up with. So Mike, on the other, other hand, is in marital bliss. He says they have a great relationship. They don't argue. They have a great sex life. He says that Dahlia is trying to help him pay off his restitution. She told him if he would get $100,000, she'd pay $91,000 of her own money to pay off his restitution. So I'm assuming she was selling a lot of houses at that time to get this kind of money or have that on hand. Or she didn't stop her sex working at night. (laughs) No joke. So Dahlia convinces him to put his condo that is paid off in her name. So authorities don't see it as an asset for restitution. And he does. Probably thinking, what a wonderful idea she has. Sadly, things don't seem to be going that great for Mike. And in other areas of his life... Mike and Dahlia are coming out of the Ritz-Carlton on a weekend getaway and find police officers standing by Mike's Tahoe. Uh-oh. He says they received an anonymous tip that he deals drugs out of his car, and does he mind if they search the car? He lets them, and they find nothing. Mike does say that the next day he finds a bag of drugs when putting gas in his Tahoe and realizes someone was trying to maybe frame him. About two weeks later, Mike is pulled over because of another anonymous tip. This time, the tipster tells them where the drugs are hidden. Sounds like they learned from the last <laughs> there. Yes, which is behind the spare tire. The police search his car and they find them. He tells them he thinks his ex-wife is trying to frame him. 
It's a wife, but it ain't the ex one, bud. No joke. And why the ex-wife? I mean, at this point, wouldn't you just be glad you got rid of this dude? So one morning, Mike wakes up to find a note on his truck that says, quote, bring $40,000 by 9 a.m. back to this parking space and put it under the car parked behind you. Don't tell anyone, especially your wife. I will tell you all that happened to you is happening to you, end quote, which doesn't even quite, honestly, all the way makes sense to me, but okay. But it's signed, someone that can help you. Mike is spooked and he calls Boynton police. Mike tells the police that he has ties. Okay. There's no more games with you and I. Now we're going to get down to serious business. I want to know if you know this guy. Come here. To the Bonanno crime family, and he was involved in organized crime before going to prison. This is who he thinks is doing this now. Mike is lucky enough to get the $100,000 for his restitution and gives it to Dahlia, who is supposed to wire it to his attorney along with her contribution. This money, of course, is never sent. So although he thinks his marriage is going great, he is just having a string of bad luck that he contributes to his old ties and organized crime. Little does he know that his beautiful new bride is behind it all. As I mentioned, Dahlia is carrying on an affair with her former boyfriend, who she asked to help hire in a hitman. When he suggests planning the drugs on him, she did twice, and either of these times got him arrested. She then decides to put up, or to put Anna Freeze in a, in his tea she brought him from Starbucks in hopes to kill him. Mike took one sip and spat it out and didn't drink the rest. Another plan backfired, huh? Yes. So, Mahabit says, 
she asked him to buy a gun for her one day. All her other plans, of course, hadn't worked out, so she decides she's just going to kill him. Muhammad realizes he has to do something, so he tells her he will find her a hitman. Thank God someone in this story has somewhat of a conscience because Muhammad goes to the police and tells them everything he knows. The police get an undercover cop to meet with Dahlia as a hitman. This scene is recorded and shows Dahlia getting in his car. The hitman is asking if she's sure she wants him dead. And she says, yes, 5,000% she does. He tells her he needs $7,000 up front. And they plan a date and time for her to be busy, of course, while this goes down to establish her alibi. So on August 5th, 2009, a little before 6 a.m., Dahlia leaves for the gym. When she does, police rush to the Diplato home and inform Mike of his wife's plan. They inform him that they have to get him out of there, and they are going to set up a fake crime scene, which they do. They have crime scene, scene tape, uh, police cars, and the show's cops wasn't planned. They just happened to be filming in that area that day and I assume headed toward the commotion. Oh, God, what an insane mm-hmm. coincidence. I'm guessing that 7000 up front was probably the money that he gave her. <laughs> probably of the $100,000. Yeah, hey, how did you take that money that you gave me? I use it to um, pay a hitman. Uh, you. Yes. So they bring Dahlia in and they question her, even give her a little extra show to help her with her so-called hitman in the interrogation room and hair in handcuffs. They ask her if she knows him and she says she's never seen him before in her life. They inform her that they have arrested him for her husband's murder. This is a day I would love to be working as a police officer there. Can you imagine? Oh my God. I would take everything <laughs> to make you a straight face. I'd be trying so hard not to laugh. I know. So after a little bit, they inform Dahlia that the man they just brought in was an undercover police officer and they recorded everything. They took photos. They have audio. She just continues saying, I didn't do anything while she is crying. We actually have a bit of a police interrogation that we're going to play for you guys. So as you hear, the police do eventually tell her Mike is alive. They bring him to the door of the interrogation room where Dahlia has been placed under arrest and is in handcuffs now. She is pleading with Mike to come here, please. Come here, please. Later that day, Dahlia calls her mother and the call is recorded, of course. She tells her mom she needs an attorney and she didn't do anything. She repeats over and over during all this that she tells her mother to get Mike out of the condo because it's hers and it's in her name. Her mother informs her that they'll need an attorney to do that. I'm just sitting here flabbergasted when I hear this. When you're in jail for solicitation of murder and you're worried about getting this guy kicked out of the house he has already bought, I mean, really? So her next call is to none other than Mike. She calls him and says she needs his help. She needs an attorney. What on earth? 
Wait, she wants the man <laughs> that she tried to hire a hitman to kill to help her get an attorney? Yes. So, yes. I, I, can't, I can't even wrap my mind around this. This woman is like none other. She tells him this is all a lie. None of this happened. Mike tells her he saw the videos and the pictures, and she said she saw all of it too, but it's all a lie. He's asking her how that is even possible, and she continues to say, I can't believe you would believe them rather than believing me and ever giving them an explanation. She does at one time tell him she will tell him in person if he comes there. Other than that, she just keeps asking him to help her. He tells her that he has talked to her father earlier and he thinks he's getting her an attorney. He tells her that he can't help her, but gives her some advice on how to st- how to lay low in jail. She sounds like the master at like gaslighting. No I know joke. I saw the videos too, they're, but they're not real. No joke. They're not real, Mike. I mean, somebody was faking all of this. I don't know what happened. So the case goes to trial, and so far, this case has been downright crazy. And court is just as crazy. Of course it is. The defense is saying that Dahlia knew she was being recorded with this so-called hitman. The defense attorney says it was actually all planned by Mike in hopes that someone would see it and they would be on reality TV. Did he mean the show Cops? <laughs> no, not that one. Just another reality show. So when Mike is on the stand, he denies all of this and he says he's never talked about reality TV. The prosecution brings up points such as when she was in the police station, she didn't say, wait, I thought this was part of the reality TV skit. Or when she is on the phone with her mother the day she's arrested. Or even to mock the day she calls him from the jail saying, hey, this is part of our skit too, remember? So, I don't know. This may have gone too far. I mean... They got super creative with their defense. I'll give them that much. That's probably the first time that any judge has heard that defense. (laughs) So the jury goes to deliberate and they find her guilty. They give her 20 years in prison and she files an uh, an appeal. And guess what? She wins. An appeals court judge ruled in 2014 that that the jury for her first trial was improperly selected and threw her conviction out. Wait, so what does that even mean? They argued that the trial court was in error when they denied their request to individually question prospective jurors as to their exposure of the case. As well, they had requested that they had been denied to strike down the entire jury party after they heard an an allegation that Dahlia tried to poison her husband. She is let out on house arrest and given an ankle monitor to wear until she goes back to court, which is five years later. 
Good Lord, they had already had the trial. What are they doing now? Speedy trial, you know. So the second trial is set, and the prosecution didn't put as much effort into this one, in my opinion. They didn't put Mike on the stand. They said they didn't feel that, they just felt that this is pretty cut and dry. The defense, in their closing argument, then throws out that they don't want to keep Dahlia away from her infant son. Whoa, 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 whoa. Pump the brakes. Rewind. Where did the infant son come from? Yeah, so everyone is up in arms because they didn't know she had a son. When did this occur? She's on house arrest. I know that the pandemic had a lot of people working from home, but did she lay the foundation for what home sex workers? I don't know. So it's said that this baby is the appliance repairman's baby. (laughs) No, so he came to fix something. They fell deeply, madly in love and had a baby. Quite the love story. The jury can't reach a verdict in the second trial. They are hung and a mistrial is declared. The prosecution declares they will make a third trial, and they do. They put Mike on the stand again, and this time, and in my opinion, uh, they put in a little more effort. The jury deliberated a whole whopping 90 minutes before finding her guilty. This time, she's sentenced to 16 years in prison. 90 minutes. It takes like half an hour <laughs> to fill out the paperwork. So it probably took them a whole, what, hour <laughs> to figure that out? They're like, oh, no joke. Guys, it's been a long day. Y'all want to just hang out and we'll fill out this paperwork and we'll just sit here for like 30 minutes, have a nap, and then we'll be go back out when we have a... What happened to um, her boyfriend that like turned her in? Her ex-boyfriend, lover? I don't know what to call him. Well... He honestly actually died, um, from what I read, in a drug overdose with a girlfriend in what was going to be a threesome. But um, they ended up dying. You're even sick because I had to cough. So it sounds like he was not baking better women after that. No, he did not. They had found someone and they were in a motel room. Um, gonna have a threesome, and from what my source records said, he died of an overdose. So it's just sad, but I'm glad that somebody here had a conscience and turned her in. No joke. I mean, can you imagine? <laughs> oh, lordy, this woman had no conscience at all. No, she was vindictive and gaslighting. I mean, just she's she's something. But I'm glad that she was sentenced to prison. I feel sorry for her infant son. She seduced the appliance repairman to have. <laughs> I'm sure that was planned. That was a fairy tale love story. What do you mean? Yes. I, I've, <laughs> uh, all the Disney movies are based off those. This is a Hallmark movie, Danica. <laughs> all the Hallmark movies I see are women with. The, Women on on house arrest with the appliance yes, repairman with the ankle bracelet. That the only thing that looks me, like sexy jewelry. Like, oh, the only thing that gives me Hallmark vibes is the fact <laughs> that they fell in love in probably two days. Okay, that's the only that thing is that, true. that you parallels with Hallmark. Okay, I'll give you that. But we'll post a picture of the darling Dahlia on Instagram, as well as um, Mike, who she attempted to have killed. 
So you can find them at murder.mimosas on Instagram. You can tweet us about how crazy, ridiculous this whole case is. It just seems. Yeah. Mark was no saint, but he didn't deserve Dahlia. No, not at all. Um, so you guys can tweet us on Instagram about how crazy this case was. It blew our mind when we saw it. And so we, we just had to dig deeper and, and share it with you guys. So you can tweet us at murder.mimosas. You can find us on Facebook at Murder and Mimosas Podcast on Facebook. And if you have a crazy case you'd like us to look into, please, please share it with us. We love the crazy ones at murder.mimosas at gmail.com. You know, anything that's just out there. We we want to know about it, especially if it's not really covered because we like to we like to find all the information, all the information that might be missed. So we'll have all of our um, links in the show notes if you guys want to dig a little deeper as well but see anything we may have missed. We always love for you guys to look in deeper because we can't ever cover every single bit of every case in an episode. So feel free to dig deeper. Let us know if we missed something that should have been in here. You know, we want to know what you guys want to hear from us, what we're missing. So speaking of we want to know from you guys, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We only accept five-star reviews. Um, so if you're wondering about, like, oh, this is pretty good. I'll give it a four-star. Don't. Um, you can let us know how we can make it better. And like, yes, and then we'll we'll work on it. And then you can leave us a review after that. Yeah, at five stars. If it's three stars and you're like, I really don't think you can make it that much better. Or if it's below three stars, like, we just don't really want to bother you anymore today. On the different podcasts. Yeah, we don't want to bother you anymore today. So, like, <laughs> we don't want to waste your time. You, can, you don't have to leave a review. Um, but... We thought this was a good episode after last week's episode. It was really a downer. So we needed a little comedy, a little crazy. Nobody died. So that's nice. And um, Dahlia's hopes, Todd. Yes. Her hopes of a hitman did die. It's <laughs> unfortunate for her. Um, and I guess Mike's love for Dahlia probably died too. I don't even know. He's, he's kind of weird. Yeah. So... Next week will probably be a little more of a downer than this one. I don't know that we could top this this comedic craziness, but we hope that you tune in next week anyway. Have a mimosa on us as you laugh at Dahlia, and we'll see you then. Bye. Bye.